At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. $5,000. That's the average amount of money people in the U.S. are now spending on gas in a year. Five grand. That's crazy. If you drive, you have to download Upside, the free app that gives you cash back every time you get gas. That's right. You can earn real cash back with Upside just by buying the gas you're already buying. You can literally start earning cash back today. I use Upside every time I fill up, and I've already made around two, $300. You're putting gas in your car anyway. Why not get real cash back? If you like free money, download Upside. I'm saving the cash I earn from using Upside to help pay for a vacation later this year. Download the free Upside app now to earn cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code GAME to get an extra 25 cents per gallon on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code GAME for a 25 cents per gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code GAME for a 25 cents per gallon bonus. This is Ram Showcase on Sports War Radio with your host, Sheriff Joe Bags. What's up, Rams fans, and welcome back to another edition of Ram Showcase right here on Sports War Radio. Tonight's episode is brought to you by Audible. With over 480,000 titles to choose from, you can get a free download right now as well as a free month of Audible. All you need to do is go to www.audibletrial.com slash ramshowcase. I am your host, Joe Branham, but you can and should call me Sheriff Joe Bags, laying down the law for you guys. We've got a decent amount of fan cases on the other side, so we will absolutely get to those. Uh, but first, we're going to talk about the news. Uh, but even before the news, I just wanted to to put out there that I hope you all had an absolutely incredible Christmas. I know I did. I got so many Rams things, and that's that's really what it's about, right? That's what Christmas is all about. Uh, on Ram Showcase is uh, getting Rams things for Christmas. All right, uh, so let's go ahead and hop right in. Uh, we got some news and notes for you guys. Uh, Rams left guard Roger Saffold, longest tenured current Ram. Uh, he wants to return to the to the Los Angeles Rams, and that's good news because uh, dude is pretty good at football. So that's good news for all of us. Uh, Roger Saffold right now is currently scheduled to be an unrestricted free agent this offseason. This is the final year of a five year deal that was worth. 31 million dollars he counted for 7.9 million against the rams cap this season and i'm kind of expecting that number to be about the same i do expect it to increase i would assume slash guess uh, that that roger saffold's new deal is going to be worth anywhere between 8.3 and about 8.8 million dollars per year is what i would guess uh, Roger Saffold is kind of getting a little bit older. He's not the, the oldest guy in the NFL by any means, not the oldest guy on our offensive line by any means. Uh, but I do think that this deal is, is deserved. I think that he should be able to come back to the Rams. And all signs right now are pointing that he will come back to the Rams. Uh, there's been, there's reports coming out that he's willing to take that hometown discount to stay with the team. And I think that's just awesome stuff. That's just awesome news for, for all of us. 
Uh, let's see here. Some injury updates for you guys. Uh, Todd Gurley with his knee injury and LaMarcus Joyner with his ankle injury are both still considered day-to-day. Uh, but Sean McVay says if he's healthy, Todd Gurley will play this weekend, that there's no no concern about uh, letting him onto the field uh, before the playoffs begin, which is just very soon. This is my last regular season episode, actually, for you guys. So uh, even if the Rams do get the bye week, we will still have an episode next week to talk about all the cool stuff that may or may not happen uh, during wildcard week. Uh, newly acquired running back C.J. Anderson. Uh, first of all, I posted on, on Facebook uh, C.J. Anderson for MVP because, holy moly, what about this dude's effort level? Can we just talk about his effort level for a second? And that's been one of my biggest points of concern, I guess, uh, for this team over the last few weeks is the is the level of effort that some of the players are giving or not giving, I guess you should say. Uh, C.J. Anderson, though, 167 yards and a touchdown in his Rams debut. They did give him 20 carries. That's about right for a running back. He did have one catch uh, that went for negative five yards. He entered this game with just 104 yards on the entire season. Those all were with the Panthers, even though he did spend time on the Oakland Raiders. Uh, we're going to talk about Aaron Donald for a second, because uh, if you guys don't know, this dude's pretty amazing at football. Uh, so he did have three sacks this last week. That led to him receiving the Defensive Player of the Week, uh, NFC Defensive Player of the Week, in Week seventeen or 16, excuse me. And he now is just three short of tying the NFL record for sacks in a single season that is currently held by Michael Strahan. But I think we can all agree that sack record's really 21 and a half because that last sack to break that record, uh, it was kind of bogus. Let's just put it that way. If you guys don't know what I'm referring to, just maybe maybe do a YouTube search or something. Uh, quarterback just fell down, let him get the sack. And it's a little bit, I guess, unfair, I guess, it, depending on how you want to look at it. Uh, but Aaron Donald... Uh, single, he has, he now has the single season sack record for a defensive tackle. He now holds the single season sack record for the Rams, and he only needs one more multi-sack game to tie the NFL record of multi-sack games, and he currently sits at seven. Keep in mind, he is only in his fifth season. He's going to break this record. That is just something that's going to happen. Uh, right now, I mean, obviously Aaron Donald is on He's on a pace to to go to the Hall of Fame, and I don't think that anybody would really argue that. I mean, if you want to, you can tweet me, I guess, at Sheriff Joe Bags, if you want to try to tell me that Aaron Donald won't eventually be in the Hall of Fame. Uh, this is something that I did want to just touch on because uh, I I don't I don't know why I felt the need to to pay so much attention to this and to try to just defend this player so hard. But I felt the need, and I did it, and now it's kind of all, it all seems like it's calming down, which is nice. But we're going to talk about Ndamukong and Sue and Larry Fitzgerald for just a second. I'm sure most of you guys saw this eye-poking video. I'm sure most of you guys didn't like this eye-poking video. He totally talibed him right in the face. So that video surfaced, and Ndamukong and Sue put, puts his eye, or his finger, into the eye of of Larry Fitzgerald, and I don't know if you guys have been poked in the eye. I have, okay? I've been poked in the eye. Uh, I know my immediate reaction was not to push into the guy that's uh, pushed my head into the fingers that are poking me in the eye. That is not something that I do. I don't know about you guys. 
but to clarify, this is what happened before this eye poke, okay? Larry Fitzgerald came up behind Ndamukong Sue and unbuttoned his chin strap. That's not bad, right? Not bad at all. These two are veterans. They're cool, you know? So Ndamukong Sue turned around, poked him in the eye real quick. Lasted less than a second, but the slow motion video that everybody's seeing makes it seem way, way worse. And then after, after the eye poke, they were actually both laughing together. And then after the game uh, in general, they were, uh, they actually hugged it out and it was all good. And, uh, Larry Fitzgerald did, uh, he did end up, uh, tweeting about this incident, but I did want to let you guys know, just, this is actually like a really good example of ways that the media can kind of take portions of stories and spin it into something. And I was already going to talk about this. Uh, this is already something that I was, I was already, it was in my notes already. Uh, but Larry Fitzgerald did come out and tweet about this incident. And I, I have that tweet for you guys here. It said, Wanted to address the video circulating from Sunday. I've known Ndamukong Sue since his college days, and he's a close friend of mine. Quality as a person matches his quality as a player. That video was just a, fr- a friend uh, oh, clowning with another friend. My my computer auto-corrected. Uh, my, that video was just a friend clowning with another friend. No negative intent. It's all love. So I just wanted to kind of hopefully put this to rest a little bit and I know okay and if you guys listen to me every week uh, you guys already knew my feelings on Ndamukong Sue I didn't really want Ndamukong Sue to come to the Rams uh, but he's here now so I hope he does well while he's a Ram obviously he's on my team I hope he plays really well Uh, and once he's gone I'll kind of go back to my old emotions on Ndamukong Sue where you know I'm just not that big of a fan I think he's just kind of a dirty player and history shows that but this incident in itself was not dirty in any capacity. And I, I didn't like argue with people about this because it's not really my style. I'm not really an arguer kind of guy, but uh, I did kind of mention this. It's like, it, cause I saw it happen live. I saw it on TV as, as I'm sure many of you did as well. And it just really wasn't that big of a deal. And it totally got blown out of proportion. Um, so yeah, I just, just, I just wanted to talk about that for just a little bit because I felt like it was a little necessary. Just felt like it was necessary, okay? Um, let me see here. So, okay, perfect. We're going to talk about the 49ers at the Los Angeles Rams this weekend. This one's on Sunday, 1.25 p.m. Los Angeles time kickoff. Tom Brenneman and Chris Spielman will be on the call. If you guys want to see if you're going to be able to watch this game at home without the Sunday ticket, uh, then head over to the Ram Showcase Facebook page. I shared the distribution map there. Uh, this game is shown in the blue areas. And it is a little bit unfortunate. Uh, this is week 17 and there are so many big games that have playoff implications that uh, simply the Rams and 49ers didn't get as big of an area as they probably could have uh, because a lot of games were moved into that late slot. So uh, that being said, it is, it is a pretty small area. It's pretty much confined to Los Angeles and San Francisco. Uh, if you guys are going to this game, I know a lot of you guys are. This game, uh, the the weather at kickoff it will, looks like it'll be about 63 degrees, and by the end, about upper upper 50s. I'm looking at about 57 right now. The Rams are favored in this game by 10 points, and according to Vegas, they have a 76% chance of victory. The over under is 49, and I can't tell if that's a, a a bad omen or not. I can't tell if that's supposed to be like bad luck that the the over under is 49, but. Uh, you know, I guess we'll have to see on that one. Uh, some notes for this game. Matt Breida and Dante Pettis of the 49ers. Uh, Matt Breida, obviously the running back. Dante Pettis is a wide receiver. 
uh, they're both out for this game. They got determined out, I think it was Monday. So uh, they're not in this game. They've played their last game of the season. Todd Gurley and LaMarcus Joyner both dealing with their issues. Uh, they're both questionable right now and are still considered day-to-day. Uh, but I'm sure we'll get some more information as the week goes on and those those injury reports come out. Uh, the 49ers currently sit in the number two overall pick, the Cardinals at number one. So NFC West not looking too hot overall, but uh, you know what? Not my problem because the Rams are going to the playoffs, which is pretty cool. And I th- so are, I, did the Seahawks clinch also? So yeah, half of the division's going to the playoffs and half are in the top two picks of the draft that's coming up. So so that's kind of interesting there. Uh, they are currently battling with the Jets and the Raiders, though, for that number two pick. The Cardinals will be picking at one. On the flip side of that, let's talk about some playoff stuff. The Rams can clinch the number two seed with a win or a Chicago Bears loss. Uh, or if either team ties. If the Rams tie and the Bears win, Rams get the two seed. If, you know, the Bears win, or I think I already said that one. You guys know what I mean. You guys know what I'm saying. Uh, and the Bears can clinch the number two seed if they win and the Rams lose. Both of those things need to happen for the Bears to clinch the division, or the uh, number two seed, I mean. Uh, but we'll take a look at the matchup. Uh, this is the Rams offense versus the 49ers defense. In total yards, the Rams rank second. The 49ers defense ranks 10th in passing. The Rams offense is fourth. The 49ers defense is 12th. Running the football, the Rams are third, and the Niners defense is 12th. And points per game, the Rams are putting up 31.9, which is eighth, which is absolutely insane to me. That is like... That is huge. That 31.9 and that's eighth in the NFL. That's obnoxious to me. Uh, but the 49ers defense giving up 25.8 and that ranks 24th. On the other side, the 49ers offense versus the Rams defense in total yards. Uh, the, the 49ers offense ranks 16th and the Rams defense ranks 16th. So real tight matchup there. The passing game. Uh, 49ers rank 15th and the Rams defense is 13th. Running the football, the Rams, uh, the 49ers rank 13th and the Rams defense is 22nd against the run. And points per game, the 49ers are putting up 20.7. That ranks 23rd in the NFL and the Rams are giving up 23.5. That ranks 17th. I do have a little bit of history for you guys here, but I feel like I'm talking about the history of the division matchups quite a bit. So, uh, the 49ers do lead the all-time series 69, 66, and 3. So with a win on Sunday and then a sweep next year, this series would be tied all-time uh, if the Rams were able to pull out a sweep next year. And uh, the most recent game was just earlier this year on October 21st, and the Rams did win that one in Santa Clara 39-10, to and that was mainly off the heels of the defense. The offense really didn't have, you know, their their offensive explosion kind of game. Uh, I think uh, Jared Goff went barely over 200. Todd Gurley didn't hit 100. No receivers hit 100 yards receiving. Uh, but the defense was all over the place. Aaron Dahl had uh, four sacks, and it was just kind of, it was, a, it was a defensive showing for the Rams, absolutely. And total points scored in this matchup, the 49ers have put up 3,086, and the Rams have put up 2,933. So, uh, that is it. That is that does it for your matchup. This game, I'm not go, trying to go too nuts into this game because you know you guys can tell me all you want. You guys can tell me till you're blue in the face. One game at a time, Joe. One game at a time. Guess what? The playoffs are right around the corner, and the Rams are already guaranteed there. So yeah, my mind's a little bit on the playoffs, a little bit, kind of like it was going into Week 17 last year. And 
I think I'm okay with that because me paying attention to the playoffs and not the 49ers last year made no impact. Uh, did not do anything. So uh, I'm going to stick with that a little bit. I am excited for this game. Don't let the, don't, don't misunderstand me here. I am really excited about this game. I definitely hope that we beat the 49ers. If the Rams are able to beat the 49ers this week, then that would give them the first time that, uh, that an NFL team has swept their division since 2010. I believe that was the Packers. The last time a NFC West team did it was the 2008 Arizona Cardinals. That year they did go on uh, to lose one of the one of the coolest Super Bowls I've ever watched. That was a very interesting Super Bowl, but they did go on to the Super Bowl that year after sweeping the division. So pretty cool stuff there. And I'm just saying, the playoffs are right around the corner, and whether or not the Rams win or lose this game, they're going to be there, which is pretty awesome stuff. So uh, on the other side, I've got a decent amount of fan cases for you guys, so don't go anywhere. For the latest news, player updates, and information, go to Elite NFC West. The team at Elite brings a mixture of personalities to the table. With Smitty's live Q&As, you get the chance to have your football questions personally answered right there on the spot, as well as throw down with some of the most knowledgeable admins of each team in the West. From video blogs to stats, prediction, historical facts, and yes, even trash talk, Elite NFC West has you covered. Like us on Facebook today and represent. Now is the time to get your voice heard. Sports War Radio is now accepting applications for driven and knowledgeable sports fans who want to start their very own podcast about their favorite team. Sports War Radio has an international audience and is growing fast. Don't miss the chance to become the go-to news source for your favorite team. Email sportswarradio at gmail.com and tell us why you would be a great addition to our team. Sports War Radio. Let the battle begin. This program is simulcast on WRPR Rat Pack Radio. Go to ratpacksports.com for more information. Welcome to Sports War Radio, the premier all-encompassing sports radio talk on the web. Sports War Radio has something for every fan of every sport. Get the fan perspective on all the news surrounding your favorite teams. Don't miss any of the action. Follow Sports War Radio on Twitter and Facebook. Catch all of the action at Spreaker.com slash Sports War Radio. Remember, folks, Sports War Radio. Let the battle begin. And now back to the Rams Showcase with your host, Sheriff Joe Baggs. And welcome back to Ram Showcase, right here on Sports War Radio. If you have not already, make sure you guys uh, like all the Ram social media places. And uh, that's at Ram Showcase on Instagram and Twitter, Facebook.com slash Ram Showcase. As well as uh, make sure you guys subscribe to the YouTube channel. Just go to YouTube, search up Ram Showcase. I do occasionally share those videos onto the Ram Showcase Facebook page, so you might be able to find them there, but... Uh, usually I just share the video itself to the Ram Showcase uh, Facebook page so it wouldn't have a link. But uh, we got our fan quesos, and we're going to hop into these. I'm just going to you know, preface this just a little bit and let you guys know there is one question here 
that I am blatantly blowing off, all right? And the I'm not even going to ask it, but the person that <laughs> that asked it, uh, they'll know. They'll know what question I'm blatantly blowing off, uh, and I'm actually saving it for next week because I feel like it's a it's it's a question better suited for when all the games have been played, if that makes any sense. So just to, just just so you guys know that that's what's happening here. It's Adrian. I'm just going to call you out, Adrian. I'm blowing off one of your questions. You'll know. Uh, but let's hop right into it. So uh, Paul wants to know, how worried are you on Jared Goff's recent struggles? Uh, you know, I was I was moderately concerned. There were some minor concerns heading into last week's game. And it was a little bit of a worry because he just looked kind of timid. He looked a little bit scared back there in the pocket. And the offensive line really wasn't helping him out a whole lot. Uh, it just seemed that just about every aspect of the offense just had toned down so much. And, you know, this Arizona Cardinals game happened, and I think Jared Goff looked a lot more poised, a lot more confident, and I'm really not that concerned anymore. That He took away my concerns by playing really well against the Arizona Cardinals. Of course, the Cardinals are not a very good team, but their defense isn't terrible. It's, it's not the worst defense that we'll be playing, and the 49ers defense is much better than the Arizona Cardinals defense, uh, but I'm just really not, I'm not overly concerned anymore. I think he kind of got that, I, I was going to say swagger, I don't know if that's the right word, but he kind of got that confidence back. He he was he was able to look a little bit more, more comfortable in the pocket and deliver some balls that were actually uh, some really good passes, as opposed to some of the ones that we saw against you know, the Bears, where it just, it looked like he didn't know who he was trying to throw to. Uh, so I'm I'm excited that he was able to do that, but it was important to do that in a game that, you know, is, is leading up into the playoffs. So I'm actually not that, not that worried about Jared Goff anymore. I think that the offensive line was really uh, struggling there for a little bit. And I don't know if that's a lack of effort, if it's a schematic thing, or if they were just not matching up well, but, uh, but I think Jared Goff has really relaxed uh, this last week and I'm looking for that to continue. That's one thing I'm actually looking for in this 49ers game is what does Jared Goff look like in the pocket? Is he freaking out? Is he, you know, trying to run way too soon? Uh, my biggest concern with Jared Goff, which has been my biggest concern with Jared Goff since he was, since his rookie season, uh, was that he, he holds the ball a really long time. And I would love to find out the numbers on how much longer Jared Goff holds the football compared to every other quarterback in the NFL, because I feel like even when I'm watching just another game, it just seems like the quarterback's getting their, the, the ball out of his hands a lot faster than Jared Goff does. And I don't know if that's a schematic thing or just Jared Goff kind of wanting more to, to develop into the play before he gets rid of it, uh, but that's an issue, and he definitely has an issue with fumbling. That's 100% a, a fault in Jared Goff's game is that when the pressure does get to him, he fumbles and that he's got to fix that. He absolutely has to fix that. That is a big problem. And I hope he was, he works on that this off season. It's kind of hard to work on that. Like right now, I mean, just hold the ball. I mean, I guess I, <laughs> I don't know how, how much difficult difficulty level is in this, but just hold on to the ball, man. Just hold the ball. Cause fumbles, sacks are one thing. Sacks are terrible. They kind of halt your drive a little bit, but when you fumble it, I mean, then now your drive's over. Now you're on the sideline. So He's got to learn to, to be better at that for sure. Uh, Paul also wants to know, how important is the first round bye to the Rams? 
I would say it's extremely important. And this has actually been like my biggest thing of this whole year is, is getting that bye week. Well, maybe not the whole year, but in the recent weeks, it's, it's getting this bye week. And I think it's important because of the, the age of some of these guys, you know, Ndamukong Su, Akib Talib, Andrew Whitworth, uh, John Sullivan. I think it's important for these guys to have another week off. I think that's absolutely massive, especially this time of the year. I think the first round by uh, format in the NFL is a little weird, but uh, in this instance, it can definitely benefit this team having that other bye week. And the Rams already had their bye week pretty late in week 12. Uh, so having a bye week in week 12 and then another bye week right after week 17 before you're going to have to play some playoff games, I think it's absolutely crucial. Uh, and I don't want to hope that the Bears lose. I want the Rams to just win this game and, and handle it themselves. The unfortunate part is that this the the Bears and Vikings game actually got moved uh, to the late slot, so they'll be playing the same time as the Rams. So we won't even know. We won't even know if the Rams absolutely have to win to get the bye week. Uh, but I know that I will be watching. My eyes will also be on that game. I'm I'm gonna talk to the guy at the bar, the the TV master, and uh, he I'm gonna make sure that that wherever the Rams game's at, that that Bears game is close by because I definitely want to keep an eye on it. Uh, as as I do with most games, I'll be honest. I try to keep my eye around, but uh, definitely main attention on the Rams game. So I would say it's definitely very important for for this Rams team, and and mainly just for the veterans. Like I feel like guys like Todd Gurley, Jared Goff, Brandon Cooks, Robert Woods, uh, even even like Aaron Donald and and Marcus Peters, John Johnson, Lamarcus Marcus Joyner, stuff like, guys like those. I I think it's a little less important just because they aren't the older guys who who have a harder time making it through a full NFL season. Uh, but for those veterans, I think it's absolutely critical. And it's also a little nice for the coaching staff because you don't even know who you're going to be playing. You you have a couple of teams uh, that you could be playing. And so you can kind of do some research, but you really do get your week off. And I think that's going to be good too for the coaching staff. I mean, for, for coaches, they put in ridiculous hours every single week uh, all throughout the football season so for them to kind of get a breather and just kind of be able to sit back and you, you can't do too much research uh, because you don't know who you're really going to be playing so you don't really waste your time uh, so it's it's nice for them to be able to kick back a little bit and just take a step back for just a little bit and and kind of just refresh those batteries a little bit and especially that bye week uh, then you come in and you only have three more games to play max so I mean, that that's definitely important for the Rams. Uh, Adrian, a uh, couple here. His first question: With the emergence of C.J. Anderson, do you think it's it's best that the Rams rest Gurley for the playoffs? Um, you know what? It's kind of interesting. I'm I'm kind of not on a side with this. Uh, I've seen some people discussing this and saying, you know, we should rest Todd Gurley, give him that break. Uh, and then I see people saying like, well, if he's healthy, why not play him? And I kind of, I see both sides for sure. I definitely understand the people who are, who are like, why, why run your, your running back into the ground, you know, in week 17 when you're already guaranteed playoffs and you have a running back on your roster that kind of, I don't want to say broke out because he's been a good player for a while, but, uh, but had a really strong game and who I feel confident could do something like that again this week. Uh, so it's kind of just that weird toss up, but either way, no matter what, if Todd Gurley does play, I'm assuming he's going to be pretty limited in this game. And with the emergence of CJ Anderson, I think that that's just another aspect to this offense that the Rams can utilize now. I think it's absolutely 
awesome that that we have a running back that this team is confident in. And it's unfortunate because, you know, guys like Justin Davis and John Kelly, I think they're talented running backs, and now they're kind of getting pushed down again. You know, once Malcolm Brown got hurt, it was like, okay, cool. Now we get to see John Kelly, somebody who I've been really excited to see all year. And it just kind of didn't happen. But one thing that I do find interesting is that the fact that last week it was CJ Anderson. And then when he needed a break, it was John Kelly coming in, not Justin Davis. And I found that really interesting. Uh, but I don't, I'm not on a side for this. I'm really not. Uh, I think that if he's healthy, then give him some snaps, keep him in the groove, you know, but. If the Rams do win this game and clinch that first round by, I mean, that's three weeks off. And I don't know if, depending on your, your outlook, whether he's going to be rusty or if he's going to come into the playoffs fresh. So I guess you just take your pick because it's really hard to tell. Uh, but Todd Gurley is a guy that I don't think he would come in rusty. So another week off and then hopefully a bye week, uh, three full weeks off. That's, that's awesome. Three full game weeks off is, is awesome. That equates to like four weeks total, like between games that he would play. So, uh, so I think it would benefit Gurley. And I, like I said, I don't think that he's a guy that would really, uh, succumb to being like needing to knock the cobwebs off because he's just a talented guy. And I think that, that he would be able to adjust to that. And especially coming into the playoffs, I think he would come in ready no matter what happens in week 17. Uh, next one here from Adrian. Do you think the, do you think McVay will play the starters so that uh, they can solidify a bye week in the playoffs? Uh, yeah, absolutely. It's already been announced. Uh, the Rams are playing their starters in this game, which is awesome. I think it's great. Uh, the only team I think that is in a position to not play their starters is the Saints, uh, and that's because their spot is locked in, and that's that's it. They're they're done. They're they have the number one seat. The, the road to the Super Bowl in the NFC currently looks like it goes through New Orleans, but we'll see what happens. Because uh, once the playoffs start, it's anybody's game. Any of these teams that are in the playoffs can make a run and win the whole thing. So it's like a you start fresh. Your record doesn't matter anymore. Uh, you, you know, obviously it matters as far as where you're playing the game, but that stuff doesn't matter anymore. Anything you did in the regular season, pretty much wipe it clean. You're starting fresh, and it's a new season second season as uh hockey fans refer to it as uh adrian's question that i'm not going to answer this week because i want to answer it next week is uh what are the defensive secondary stats now now versus when talib was on ir and uh this is i love this question adrian and i don't want to blow it off i just think it's a better question for next week so i do have it screenshotted and i will ask this question next week um but also man welcome back to the fan quesos you've been missed uh, this one comes from Nick. It's Super Bowl Sunday. Rams just won one of the craziest games they've ever played. You're ecstatic. You're getting white girl wasted. But your boss also told you if you call off, you're fired. You calling off or not? One hundred and uh, uh, just a billion percent. One hundred percent. Yes, I'm calling off and I will just get a new job. Uh, the Rams, <laughs> to put it this way, okay, the Rams are the most important thing in my life. And I don't care if that sounds pathetic or not, because it's the truth. I love the Rams more than anything on this planet, okay? And no job is going to keep me from partying, and in your words here, Nick, getting white girl wasted and then needing to go in at 5 a.m. That's what time I go into work. Uh, I'm not going to go in at 5 a.m. after the Rams win the Super Bowl. I'm going to be partying. I don't even know how I would react. Honestly, I, I genuinely have no clue. 
Uh, when the Rams did win the Super Bowl, I was eight years old. So I, I don't know really what it's like to just live up that party. And, uh, th- but if this happens, I, I'm gonna party, I'm sure. But I don't know if I'm just going to lose my mind and like light a car on fire or if I'm just going to like sit there and just cry tears of joy. I genuinely have no idea. I'll be just as surprised as anybody else. But know this. Know this one for sure. On all the playoff games, I will have my camera set up where we're watching, which will probably just be my buddy's house in his uh, in his Ram Cave garage. I'm going to set up a camera and I will be recording uh, the final moments of our reaction of all the playoff games. And then I'll be putting that into a video. And hopefully it's not just one. Hopefully, hopefully it's more. But if it is just one, and I, I'm going to just kind of butt in here with my own little thoughts here. Uh, if it is just one, if the Rams do go one and done in the playoffs, I don't consider this season a failure. I think this season was exciting. It was a lot of fun to watch. And this, this, this Rams team is still headed in the right direction. It's not over. This is not our window. Our window was not this season, last season and this season. That's not the case. So if the Rams don't go all the way, uh, that's fine with me. I still had an amazing time this season. Rams showcase is, is growing like crazy faster than I can keep up with it. And I'm having a great time. So. No matter what, in my mind and in my heart, this season's 100% a success. But if the Rams do go on to win the Super Bowl, I am probably going to lose my mind. And I'll honestly, I'll probably call off the next few days because it's going to be awesome, alright? It's going to be so much fun. So we'll have to just wait and see. But if that happens, man, if I'm getting white girl wasted, then... uh no, I'm absolutely not going to work. I would just get a new job. Uh, 100% get a new job. No doubt in my mind. If if I called my work and said, yo, Rams just won the Super Bowl. Well, first of all, if the Rams are in the Super Bowl, I'm not even working the next day. That's That day is going to be requested off. And when I say requested, when I request days off, I'm not asking permission. I'm letting my work know I'm not going to be there. You guys might want to plan for this. That's kind of just <laughs> how I handle that. But... Um, I will definitely not be working the Monday after the Rams Super Bowl, 100%, whether they win or lose. Now, if they do win, I might call off Tuesday and Wednesday to just keep the party going, man. You guys got to keep that party going because an NFL team doesn't win all the time, you know, and it's things like the Patriots right now. That stuff is rare. So for the Rams to do it and hadn't done it since the year 2000, it was a great day, great day. And, uh, you know, it just doesn't happen very often. So 100%, 100 million percent, I would not work. All right, next question. I love that question, by the way, Nick. And this one comes from Cody. Uh, what can we do to put more pressure on opposing quarterbacks? Seems to me that even when Donald is double teamed, our pass rushers aren't having much, if any, success. Um, yeah, that's actually, it's, it's, it is a problem. Um, there's times where Aaron Donald has three guys blocking him. And if you think about that for a second, you've got three guys blocking one guy. That means say it's a run play. Say it's a run play. All right. So uh, now the the offense has eight more dudes. One's got the football in his hand. So they've got seven dudes. One of those is probably the quarterback. So they've got six dudes trying to block 10 others. And we still can't stop the run. That's a problem. That is 100% a problem. And if you're looking at in the pass game, uh, you you at least have, what, three wide receivers running a route. 
if two or three guys are blocking Aaron Donald, uh, so the quarterbacks got the football, you got three guys running routes, that's four guys that are not paying attention to anybody. You know what I mean? So realistically, you're looking at five, six, or seven guys blocking for the quarterback. And if that is the case, then then these guys are getting one-on-one blocking. And guys like Nadama Kinsu, Michael Brockers, Dante Fowler, Samson Abukam, they need to be able to get to the quarterback if Aaron Donald's getting doubled 120% for sure. I'm going way too high with my percentages. I'm going to rein that in. I was going to say 100%. We'll go back down, all right? I got a little excited with that Super Bowl talk, uh, but I'll rein it in. So when when Aaron Donald's getting double and triple teamed and Nadamakan Sue and Michael Brockers aren't creating pressure, that's a problem. And that needs to be that that needs to be fixed one hundred percent. So uh I think that that, that is an issue and I would like to see that changed, but I don't know if it's necessarily a scheme issue or an effort level issue, and that's something that's kinda hard to determine. Um but uh Nadamakan Sue when I know for sure for Nadamakan Sue it's usually an effort issue. Uh, if you watch Ndamukong Sue, if you just watch the game, watch the game on Sunday and just, you know, on, on just one drive, just watch Ndamukong Sue and it's about 50% of the plays that he actually gives effort in. So uh, that's a that's a problem and, you know, with his past and everything and with the fact that he only gives effort about half the time. Uh, I'm not going to be super sad when he's gone, um, but I, I still hope that he performs well, and I hope that he's a, he's, he's part of it. You know what I mean? Like, when we get to the postseason, I hope that he's a big part of creating some pressure and creating problems for the offenses that we're playing because there are some good ones in the NFC for sure. So uh, I hope that he can turn that around. But, yeah, it's uh, it's definitely becoming a problem. But at the same time, I think that the Rams' secondary is also part of this problem uh, not being able to cover their guys and the quarterbacks are getting rid of the ball really fast. That's something you do when you're playing against a guy like Aaron Donald. They're getting rid of the ball really fast uh, and that makes it a lot more difficult for a pass rusher. So uh, the Rams just need to be able to cover those guys and so that quarterback has to hold on to that ball. And we've seen plenty of times when the quarterback, you know, he goes one option, two options, three options and no one's open. That's usually when Aaron Donald's in his face or Samson Abu comes in his face or Dante Fowler's in his face and getting sacks. So uh, that's 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 the recipe, man. You know, you just got to be able to cover on the back end uh, in order to allow your pass rushers time to get to that quarterback. Let's see here. Next one from Cody. What's the worst and best playoff matchup for the Rams? So, all right. I'm going to get real on you right here, guys. I'm going to try to get, I'm just going to let you guys know my opinions on, on playoff matchups. I don't care who the Rams play. The Rams just need to win. That's all it is. And I don't want to avoid teams. I hear a lot of people saying, I don't want to play the Seahawks again. I don't want to play the Saints again. I don't want to play the Bears again. I hear all this stuff all the time, but if you want to be the best, you need to beat the best. And in order to beat the best, you need to play the best. So I'm not opposed to any matchup. Uh, the most favorable, I think that the, the Rams would have a, a, a good time against the Cowboys. I would like to see the Bears in LA. I would love to see that. I would like to see a, a matchup again with, between the Rams and the Saints because I don't think the Saints are going to put up 35 points in the first half again. I just don't think that that's going to happen. And the Rams only lost that game by 10. I think that the Rams showed that they, in the second half, 
that they had the firepower and the defense to compete with the Saints. They just let that first half get away from them. And then you look at other teams like the Seahawks. The Rams have beat the Seahawks twice. Let's do it three. I don't care. Uh, but I just want to see... I just want to see some good football, and I want to see some Rams wins, and I don't care who we play. It To me, it's not about the matchup. It's whoever shows up, you got to beat them, and that's just how I feel about it. I'm not sure. I'm not looking at like, okay, I'd rather play this team. I, I don't want to play this team, anything like that. I don't ever do that. I just wait to see who's on, who's on the schedule, and then whoever it is, just beat them. That, that's simple as that. The Rams, okay, so this is this is the like kind of what I'm seeing is people are – are talking about the Seahawks and how 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 much better they're playing from the times that that the Rams played them. Uh, the Bears are looking really good. the The Cowboys' defense really seems to be stepping up big, and their offense is doing enough. The Saints' offense is still super powerful, but I think we're all forgetting that the Rams are a really good team too. The Rams have firepower. Also, we have Todd Gurley. We have Aaron Donald. Those teams do not. We're a good team also, and so I think that no matter who we play. We just got to beat them, and I think we have the abilities, we have the coaches, we have the players, we have the schemes to beat all of these teams. It may be not in a in a one ver- like a, a one one game series, uh, but I think that we can match up with any one of these teams. So I'm not overly concerned about who the Rams play. Uh, I just want to I just want to go. I just want to go. <laughs> I just want to go to the Super Bowl, man. Is that too much to ask? Is that too much? Jeez. Uh, let me see here. I don't even know if I answered your question, Cody, but that's my answer for you. Uh, let's see. Next one from Cody. In a perfect world, who would you have the Rams beat in the Super Bowl? Very similar situation to the playoff matchups, just to let you know. Uh, but if I had to go in a perfect world, uh, you did say here, it better be the Pats. Um, no, I don't feel any hatred towards the Pats anymore. And I know that that's like a very unpopular Rams opinion is to not hate the the Patriots anymore, but I I dropped all my team hatred. I kind of just got over it. Um, I can you can all hate the Patriots as much as you want, but they're not going to go back in time and give us that Super Bowl ring. That's just not the case. So I guess in my mind, it's just drop the grudge and move on and and focus on now. So uh, I know a lot of people are still mad at the Patriots because I mean they did cheat. I mean that's that's a real thing. They they have the they found the tapes. They really did cheat. Uh, but the, nothing can happen now. So uh, all I'm looking at for now is the future and what is happening right now. And right now, there's a lot of cool matchups that could happen. I think that the Texans would be a really fun matchup to watch. I think that the Ravens, that game, I think a Rams-Ravens Super Bowl would maybe be turned into one of the greatest games ever played. And it would probably be like 13-16. to 16. Uh, And I can't even decide who would who would come out on top. Probably the Rams, but... Uh, that would be a very good game. The the way that the the Ra- the Ravens are playing right now and how aggressive they are, how physical they are, uh, they're a scary team for sure. And I think that would be a really fun one. Obviously, the Battle of Los Angeles would be a really fun Super Bowl matchup. Uh, another game with the Chiefs. Could you imagine a sequel to that? Holy crap! Like that would just be really exciting. So uh, there's no team that I that in the AFC that I wouldn't want to play. Uh, I think that the Ravens are maybe the scariest right now, uh, but but all these teams, I think that we would have really fun games, and uh, I, I I think it'd be really fun to watch. There's there's some games, there's some teams in the AFC that if we matched up with them, I just think would be really really good games. And honestly, the Patriots are not really one of those. 
uh, I, I'll probably eat these words. I know I've, I, <laughs> just because I'm saying this, I'll probably have to eat these words, but I feel like if the Rams matched up with the Patriots, that the Rams, that, that we would be able to do that. I feel pretty confident if the Rams did have to match up with the Patriots, but the Chargers are playing much better since week three when we saw them. Uh, the, uh, not the Seahawks. They're in, they're in our division. Uh, the Ravens playing very physical ball right now. That would be, that would probably be a low scoring game. Uh, and that would be a fun one to watch with Lamar Jackson and everything. And then the Texans, they did just lose Demarius Thomas, but I think that would be a fun game as well. And yeah, you know, I just think there's, there's some really good teams in the playoffs this year uh, on both sides on NFC and AFC, really talented teams. Uh, but we're one of those. We are one of those teams. There are teams in this league that are looking at their playoff brackets and stuff saying, Oh man, if, if our team wins this game, we're going to have to go to Los Angeles. That's going to be a tough game. So they're saying the same, same, th- same things that we are just from a different perspective. You know what I mean? There we go. Uh, let's see here. What Rams need to step up to make a Super Bowl run? Uh, well, A, ta- uh, Jared Goff. Jared Goff, absolutely. Uh, he needs to, he needs to be able to be confident in his throws. Uh, last year in the playoffs, it just kind of didn't look like he was all there. Uh, there was times where he looked really confident on his touchdown pass to Cooper Cup. He looked really good. Uh, that one was one where he was kind of, you know, staring a little bit of a rush in the face and laid a perfect ball, uh, into the end zone for Cooper Cup. Uh, but I think that that's very important. I would say Andrew Whitworth, because he did decline, whether you want to admit it or not, he did decline from last year to this year. Um, so I would like to see him have a, uh, you know, he would, he would need to step up. And then any of the Rams linebackers, you know, any of the starters, Samson Abukam, then you got Mark Barron, Corey Littleton, and, and Dante Fowler. I think all those guys would absolutely need to step up. And then Marcus Peters, which I think is like the biggest name on defense that would absolutely need to play better for the Rams to be able to make a Super Bowl run. Let's see here. Uh, Rams versus 49ers key matchups. Uh, they've been playing everybody tough. Yeah, so I pulled up here their depth chart, and uh, uh, I was just kind of looking through it. I do this every week. I look at the other team's depth chart, and one thing that stuck out immediately was Richard Sherman didn't play in in the game uh, when we played them in Week 7. He wasn't there, so I think that's going to be an interesting matchup. I think that Sherman is very... Uh, susceptible to the double move. So if a guy like Brandon Cooks or, or Robert Woods can match up with him and, and kind of do that, I think that that would be a, a good matchup. Uh, but on the defensive side, that's about all I'm seeing. I, I think that there are some guys that, uh, you know, like Eric Armstead against against Andrew Whitworth, I think that's going to be an interesting matchup. Uh, but the offensive line, Weston, Weston Richburg at center, I think he's doing a pretty good job. And then Lakin Tomlinson at left guard and, and Joe Staley on, on left tackle – uh, this is just a very different offensive line from what we're seeing last year. So those guys there are all veterans. Maybe they're not the best veterans in the world, but they are veterans. And last week we played a team that had a left tackle, left guard, and center that were rookies. So it's just a very different matchup for a guy like Aaron Donald and for Michael Brockers. It's going to be a very different game than last week. So that's definitely what I'm looking at is is what can our pass rush do against these guys? Because uh, I think that's going to be uh, I think it's going to be important. Uh, you know, Nick Mullins is not playing poorly for sure. I think he's doing a pretty solid job and, it, and that's kind of interesting because they just gave so much money, uh, to Garoppolo and now they have this guy, Nick Mullins, who no one even knew coming in. Like he started a game where like, who is this guy? And he just like came in and was like playing really well. So, uh, 
Yeah, I think a pass rush is going to be big, especially against a young guy like Mullins. Uh, he's never seen Aaron Donald, you know. So I think if Aaron Donald gets in his face a little bit, then 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 we can we can have some fun times on the, on that side of the football. Uh, Jeff Wilson though looks like he'll be getting the start at running back, so uh, that'll be an interesting matchup as well. I had I think I had him on my fantasy team for a little bit. I don't know. I haven't paid attention. I was in the consolation bracket. I'm not good at fantasy football, nor do I really like it. That's personal though. Let me see here. Cody, loading it up. I love it, man. Okay, so uh, next one here from Cody. Should we look for a new returner in the offseason? Thoughts on JoJo Natson? Um, No, I don't really think we need to, per se. Uh, we've got two guys who have been doing a pretty good job uh, at, at kick return, and that's Blake Countess and JoJo Natson. I'm actually a JoJo Natson fan. Uh, I think that that, that fumble that he had um, a couple weeks ago against the Eagles – I think it was definitely a fluke play, and I don't expect that to just become a regular thing. But as long as he doesn't do that in the playoffs against the Falcons, looking at you, Farrell Cooper, then I'm good because, you know, that game didn't didn't end our season like a lot of fans, I think, felt like it did. Uh, but that game didn't end our season, so we're still going on to the playoffs. Uh, but as long as stuff like that doesn't happen in the postseason, then I'm totally cool with JoJo, man. I think that JoJo should, uh, should remain the Rams' kick returner and punt returner. Uh, I like him. Uh, he's he's kind of Tavon-esque in a little bit, a, a little bit of his style, but he's a little bit safer in his decisions than Tavon. Less exciting than Tavon, less shifty than Tavon, and definitely slower than Tavon, but plays that same kind of style, but is definitely smarter than Tavon, where if he's not seeing it, then he's just going to take what he can get and move on. And he's pretty good at, you know, kind of, if he is doing that whole dance around thing, he finds a hole pretty quick. And once he does see it, he turns it upfield and goes. And that's something that, that Tavon kind of had some trouble with. So we don't need to talk about Tavon all day, even though I kind of miss him. All not, I'm not going to lie to you guys. Uh, next one here from Cody. Am I the only one disappointed that, that we can't get the playoff revenge versus the Falcons? No, man, not at all. No. Um, well, actually, I, I take that back. Yes. I kind of misunderstood the wording of the question. Yeah, man, I don't care. I'm not about revenge tours, man. I just want to win whoever we have to play. You know, we didn't, we didn't have to play, uh, who's in the playoffs that we didn't have to play? Dallas. We didn't have to play Dallas, but I would love to beat the crap out of them in the playoffs. I don't even care. No, I don't care about the, the revenge stuff. I know everybody's saying it's like, we get the Bears and then the Saints and then the Patriots. It's a revenge tour, you know, for the 2018 season. Oh, no, I don't care. I just uh, want to, I just want to beat whoever we have to play against. That's all. That's all I want in, in my life is, uh, you know, I don't care if we play the Cowboys and beat the crap out of them. And then, uh, who else, who else is in? We didn't, well, we did play the Vikings. That was just a really long time ago. Um, yeah, if the Vikings get in, we'll beat them. I don't care. We, we already beat them. So it's not a revenge tour, but you know, we can still just beat them. And then we didn't play like the Ravens this year or the Patriots. Well, Patriots, everybody's going to think about that one as a revenge thing, but, uh, not this guy. So, um, yeah, you know, I'm, uh, I'm not about the revenge. I don't even care. It's cool if it happens, but I'm not going to be thinking about it. I'm not going to be, if the Rams beat the Saints, I'm not going to be like, yeah, that's what you get for that game that we lost to you. It, like, no, it's like, all right, now move on. We're, we're going to Super Bowl now. So that's cool. And that's just kind of how I feel. I don't know. I watch football, I think, in a different way than most people do. Uh, I, think you, <laughs> I think you guys are starting to understand that more this week than others. I feel like I've been pretty open about that this week. Uh, let's see here. This one comes from Tawny. 
Is CJ just a rental this season or does he have a chance to remain? Do you see either Saffold or Barron on this team next season? I think CJ is absolutely a rental. I think we're releasing CJ Anderson for this playoff run and I don't expect him to be back. And that's not because he's not talented and that's not because he's not awesome and it's not because he doesn't put in wicked work ethic on the field. Uh, it's just because uh, Malcolm Brown, his contract does expire, but he could return. And then the Rams do have John Kelly and Justin Davis returning. I don't think that CJ is a necessity for the Rams. And then obviously, I mean, having Todd Gurley, that's huge, you know. So I think CJ Anderson, I think he was excited to sign with the Rams because of what we're doing right now and, and where we're sitting as far as uh, go, going into the playoffs and everything. But uh, I don't think he's a total necessity. And also, you know, he... He has been bouncing around teams, but that's not for lack of talent. That's not for lack of talent at all. It's just, you know, the Raiders, uh, they're kind of just a weird team, and they're trading a lot of their, they're not a lot, but they traded two of their best players away this season. I think that they're just kind of gearing up for Vegas, so I'm not really looking at them cutting him too hard, but uh, the Panthers, they have... Uh, they have McCaffrey out there, who's an absolute monster. So C.J. Anderson just wasn't really needed there either. And the Denver Broncos, I mean, they have some really good running backs right now too. Uh, it's unfortunate news about Philip Lindsay, how he's going to miss so much time, could miss offseason programs and stuff. Uh, but I think that that was a strong move too for for the for the Broncos to not bring C.J. Anderson back because they have good running backs there. So uh, I don't think that he is 100% a necessity as far as Roger Saffold and Mark Barron. Uh, I only see one of these guys returning, and that would be Roger Saffold. I don't think that the Rams are going to bring back Mark Barron. Uh, I'm definitely a big Mark Barron fan. I hope he returns. I like Mark Barron a whole lot. I think he's just a, a an awesome player uh, when he is in the right situation, I should say. Uh, but uh, I, I don't see the Rams bringing him back, especially for his prize tag. So uh, I would have to look um, at his contract details, but... Uh, I don't think that Barron returns next year, and I think we kind of move on to guys like Micah Kaiser. Uh, but Saffold, I definitely see coming back next year. Well, let's see here. Any free agents or draft targets that stand out to you? How dare you, Cody? How dare you ask me this question before Week 17 when the Rams have clinched the division weeks ago? How dare you? But also, um, I'm not going to answer this question right now, and that's because I'm going to get into all of this stuff, free agency, draft stuff. We're going to get into all that when there's not Rams games ahead of us, all right? So uh, just hold tight on that one, and you'll get your answer. But right now, I'm kind of just, uh, just thinking about these playoffs, man. I'm just really into these playoffs right now, and I'm not ready to look at who's leaving and who's coming. Not yet. I'm not ready, man. I'm not ready. Until our season's over, I actually will be doing a, a, a segment the second the well the the episode after the Rams final game, whenever that happens to be, I will be doing a, a segment on some uh, big name free agents and uh, potential guys that could come to the Rams, and then I'll be looking at the Rams roster at at uh, who I think will come back and who I don't think will be coming back. Oh, so you'll get that information, Cody. You get that when I give it to you. <laughs> All right, next one here from Cody. What's your thoughts on Michael Brockers this season? I thought he was disappeared as much as Sue, but he was never, he never was a great pass rusher. Yeah, he's not a pass rusher. He's more of a run stuffer, uh, which is kind of a bummer because the Rams aren't doing a very good job at stuffing the run. And uh, Michael Brockers is a guy who I think could potentially maybe be out. And I don't know if that's necessarily a good or bad thing. I just think that Michael Brockers falls into the Alec Ogletree, Robert Quinn category 
where he was a very good player when we were under Greg Williams in the 4-3. But when Wade Phillips came in and transformed us into the 3-4, I just don't think he fits really well with that. I think he's more of just that super inside guy. I think he needs to be kind of like a nose tackle, uh, which is currently Nadamik and Sue. So uh, technically, Michael Brockers right now is listed as like a defensive end. And I just don't think that that's his, that, that's his position. And uh, so I, it would be unfortunate to see Michael Brockers leave because I definitely think he's a talented guy. Um, but I thought the same about, about uh, Robert Quinn. I loved Robert Quinn. Absolutely. And uh, so I loved Trumaine Johnson, but you know he left too, and and he's doing his thing in, in New York, and uh, so is Alec Ogletree. Alec Ogletree had a really bad last season uh, with us in in 2017, but he was a really good player for us for a really long time. Just wasn't fit for the three four that Wade Phillips was running. So uh, it it sucks to see players like that go, but when they don't fit your scheme and what you're trying to do. You just got to do it. And I think that Michael Brockers is going to fall into that potentially uh, this offseason. Just a couple more here for you guys. Uh, Cody wants to know, anything surprising about the Rams this season? Um, yeah, their lack of ability to stop the run is absolutely a surprise to me. I know, uh, like I came in knowing that Wade Phillips' defenses historically aren't that amazing against the run. And they're more of a stop the pass kind of defense. Uh, but 22nd in the NFL, they're giving up so many yards. The Cardinals came into last week's game only rushing for over 100 yards in two games this season. And then, uh, you know, Rosen had like 46 or something like that. I can't remember exact numbers, but, uh, you know, and they were able to run it on us. And that's just a bummer. And I think that we have the speed to be able to stop guys like that and stop the run game. And I think we do have the defensive line to be able to stop the run game. And it's just not happening. So that does uh, surprise me a little bit of how bad the Rams are at stopping the run. I knew that it was going to be kind of an issue, especially against certain teams. Uh, I didn't think it was going to be every team was going to be able to run on us. I really didn't. Um, so yeah, that surprises me. Uh, let's see here. Cody, last one from Cody. Uh, any Rams been disappointing this season? Uh, yeah, a couple. Um, definitely a couple. I was. Um, I, I already have eaten my words on Marcus Peters. I had said that I think that we'll look back in like five, six years uh, with the Marcus Peters trade and say that that was one of the best trades that we made for our defense, and that was way wrong. Uh, Marcus Peters, absolutely a disappointment this season, despite what the Pro Bowl votes will tell you, because Pro Bowl votes, I mean, they're they're ridiculous anyway. Um, but uh, I'll say Nadamik and Sue as well. Um, I think that that whole... That whole dream team defense thing, it kind of happened to us like it happened to the Eagles, like it happened to the Dolphins before. So I think that kind of happened to us uh, with some of these guys. And so, yeah, I think those two for sure. And then I think I, I, I don't want to add Andrew Whitworth to this list, uh, but he's just getting older and he's just I don't think he's really able to handle the full 16 game season. And then John Sullivan for the second year in a row is who I would call the Rams' worst offensive lineman. And he's not even playing that bad, but a, like across our offensive line with Andrew Whitworth, Roger Saffold, John Sullivan, Austin Blythe, and Rob Havenstein, he's definitely the weak link. For the second year in a row, John Sullivan's been the weak link, and I'm not cool with it. And, you know, he's an older guy. I'm sure he won't be around longer. In fact, my uh, my predictions include Andrew Whitworth and John Sullivan leaving, as well as Sue and Peters. Uh, and Baron, I'm kind of giving you guys a sneak peek there on on my segment, but 
No, those are all guys that I that I don't think are returning and could all fall into this category of having disappointing seasons. And last question here for you guys. I, I came really close to my time. We had a lot of... I think I went a little crazy on my answers. Oh, I'll say that. It's not that we had a lot of fan cases. It's just that I kept talking. And that's what I'm good at. So I just I, I do it a lot. Ask my coworkers. Drive them crazy. Yeah. So uh, this one comes from David. Uh, will the Rams pursue an edge rusher in free agency or draft one or keep Dante Fowler? I think Dante Fowler is going to return. I do think that, that that's a guy that we bring in. But uh, I do think that... There is potential in free agency or the draft to bring in another pat or uh, yeah another edge rusher, uh, but I also think that the Rams linebackers are going to look pretty different next year. Uh, I think the Rams offensive line and the linebackers as well as the secondary are going to look pretty different. The one unit that I think is going to look pretty similar, uh, probably not change at all, is probably the wide receiver room. I think it's still going to be Brandon Cooks, Robert Woods, Cooper Cup, Josh Reynolds. I think those are like the main four guys. Uh, that we're going to be keeping around uh, for probably the next few years uh, because we can, because they're young enough that we can absolutely keep those guys around for a little while and, and have them develop together, which will be really nice. So, um, yeah, I think that there there's going to be some changes. Uh, obviously, every team changes. You don't you don't come back in with the same 53 as you did the previous year. I don't think that's ever happened, but uh, there are going to be some changes, especially to edge rusher. I think that that Matt Longacre started the season and probably has played his worst as a Ram, and that's unfortunate to see, but the Rams did make the move for Dante Fowler, and I, I would assume that he's going to, to return, but I also think that the position will be addressed via the offseason. All right, but uh, that's going to do it for my fan quesos. Thank you guys so much for, for dropping all those for me, and uh, I really appreciate that every single week. It's one of my favorite segments, mainly because I just get to keep talking and... Uh, I like doing that. I love doing that. So good times there. Thank you guys so much for those. And I thank you for everybody who listens. So make sure you guys follow Ram Showcase on all of your favorite social media. That's at Ram Showcase on Instagram and Twitter, Facebook.com slash Ram Showcase, as well as YouTube. Make sure you guys subscribe to the Ram Showcase YouTube channel. There won't be a YouTube episode for this show. I've actually been not feeling too amazing today, so unfortunately, it's going to be an early bedtime for Sheriff Joe Bags. Uh, but you can follow me as well at Sheriff Joe Bags on Instagram and Twitter, Facebook.com slash Sheriff Joe Bags. You can also search uh, Joe Branham on Facebook. You can add me there. Uh, that's my personal Facebook page. It doesn't get too crazy. It's totally PG and super professional and stuff. At least I try to keep it professional. But no cussing, that's for sure. So uh, make sure you guys do that. And um, that's going to be it for me. I am Sheriff Joe Bags. This is Ram Showcase on Sports War Radio. For those of you that aren't Rams fans, our thoughts and prayers are with you. For those of you that are Rams fans, thank you guys so much for listening. And you guys have a great night. Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.